Thank you guys so much for clicking this podcast today. I really appreciate it. I've been very excited to make this podcast. I have the core team, the devs from Moosley Swap here today, and we're actually going to be talking about everything you need to know about Moosley Swap, the decks. It's an alternative, you know, to Sunday Swap. I've been making a lot of Sunday videos lately, and uh, you know, I think it's very important to show you guys an alternative and uh, also to learn more and and hear about the uh, the future uh, of this team. So, how are you guys doing today? Hi, nice to be here. Um, yeah, I mean, I slept out, had a nice morning, <laughs> worked a little. Happy to hear it. Happy to hear it. I wanted to start off the uh, the uh, conversation uh, lighthearted. You know, what is what is moosely? You know, as an American, I've never really heard that term before. Mm. Yeah, so you might have heard of oatmeal instead. It's basically a really popular breakfast choice in uh, Switzerland, where we are based, or in Germany as well, and. Yeah, you can choose your your oatmeal or your type of of cereals, and then you'll add some milk to it, and then you can enjoy can you enjoy your your breakfast basically. So is it like uh, is it really really popular where there's like shops that focus just on that where you can go and just get muesli? Yes, I mean typically in the cereal aisle you have like I don't know uh, five or ten at least different types of mueslis too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, wouldn't it's really say popular. that. That's that's very interesting. You know, here here in America, I wouldn't say I've ever seen like an oatmeal shop before. You know, so it's it's uh, interesting to hear the difference in culture there. So my second question for you guys is, why Cardano? You know, I noticed that you're initially launched on uh, you know Binance Smart Chain and then decided to also open up a, another edition on Cardano. Um, yeah, so the BCH part was pr uh, only to get a feel for it. You know, what do you have to do? Um, how do you promote it and stuff like that. We only came into the team later on when basically with Cardano. The BCH part was done by uh, Christopher and his co-founder uh, at first, and then, yeah, we joined. And the idea was basically we saw, oh, they're like, there's no decks on Cardano. We thought like, yeah, why, why not give it a try? And <laughs> I mean, if it fails, we did, we did only lose like our time. And if it works out. And That's then a... also, um, yeah, for Cardano, you have the benefit of like really low fees um, and yeah. a really low energy consumption to uh, compared to previous um, blockchains. So that's also like a really motivating aspect that brought us to develop for Cardano. For sure. You know, that's really a, a great reason, you know, as a as an entrepreneur to build something or as a developer, you know, there, there just isn't one. And um, I honestly think that's why, you know, the community has shown you guys so much support, you know, because you... Uh, you know, I actually, you know, your site was the first time I'd ever connected my wallet, you know, to a site and then, you know, did a trade of some sort, you know, on, on Cardano, which is new. So you guys really filled that gap there. And, you know, the community is coming out to praise you for that. It's pretty awesome. You know, what, what is a DEX for people that, you know, uh, don't know what a DEX is? Yeah. So the idea is that it's a decentralized exchange, um, like focusing on um, the aspect of decentralization. And the main idea is that you do not have to send your money to a big company or bank and trust that company or bank, but that it's um, decentralized and um, yeah, in our case, locked uh, on the blockchain and only you yourself can unlock it. Or um, yeah, in the case of our DEX, 
that can be unlocked by um, a matching order. So basically what you do is, um, yeah, you place your order, you specify the limit at which you're uh, willing to um, buy a specific asset or sell an asset, and then it's locked. And then we have these decentralized matchmakers, which are looking at all the different orders on the blockchain and find um, like matching pairs and then pair them up. And that's how you can trade in a decentralized way. Yeah, so I think another important note is that not every exchange on the blockchain is automatically decentralized. You have to use, in most cases, smart contracts. I don't know if there are other ways to do it, but you typically use smart contracts in a way for where everyone could basically just create their own smart contract and start swapping things. So, yeah. yeah, and I think that is a very important note. You know, not every exchange on Cardano is decentralized. And, you know, while some can state that they're decentralized, there's a lot of centralization. However, you know, the caveat to that is, you know, everything's new on Cardano. Cardano itself, in my opinion, is still inherently centralized. And uh, we're moving to a de decentralized ecosystem. So, you know, these uh, decentralized matchmakers that you talk about, how, how does that work? Like, um, who, how do you elect to be a matchmaker or is that simply you just creating a contract you know with a certain price mm, so basically i'm actually not quite sure about the details but as far as i understand it um you have like this your smart contract that's and that re, um is the order itself so you place an order for a front end this creates a smart contract with your limit and amount values and the matchmaker looks for a matching uh, order on the other side. And then he notifies both smart contracts, hey, I've got matching orders. Maybe you want to like, match. Yeah. And the smart contracts, if they match, so they, uh, they check themselves, yeah, is this a valid order I can match with? And then they come together and magic happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically, um, so um, yeah, you the smart contract um, lays on the blockchain and you lock um, your funds when placing an order in that smart contract. And um, then it's just um, like iterating over that smart contract and um, finding like the, the matching pairs. And what yeah. we have is also like a, a small incentive for, for matchmakers. Um, so um, basically, you, you pay a, a certain fee and some of that goes to pay, um, yeah, pay the chain from it and then there's a small amount left which um, is the incentive for matchmakers which is like a, a leftover amount and you as a matchmaker can um, also have then um, this um, this little rest of a fee and you can collect it when you pair those two orders up um, and also of course when somebody is willing to to buy at a much higher price and then um, somebody else is willing to um, uh, yeah, sell at a, at a lower price, for example, um, you as a matchmaker um, can keep the difference between those. Because in, in that sense, um, you specify your limit, but then if there's something left from that limit and all parties get like their desired amount, um, then the matchmakers um, yeah, can keep the difference. And that's like the main incentive um, for people um, being matchmakers, as um, yeah, in some cases you can if there's like a large leftover amount, then the matchmakers can keep the difference. And that's yeah. um, the main incentive. So, uh, yeah, that's... Okay. Um, so on another note, we are currently working on making uh, it easier to become a matchmaker, basically. Um, 
because so we know that there are other matchmakers than us out there. Um, and we currently, we don't have really much documentation about that. We're working on creating a program so everyone could get started being a matchmaker. Okay. So you guys yeah. aren't the only matchmaker there is, you know, if someone was technically savvy enough to do it, they could right now, you guys yeah. are just working on that documentation. Okay. So is this really a job for the SPOs? You know, is this a, you know, classical, you know, sysadmin hosting servers? You know, uh, one thing that's really nice about, you know, stake pool operators is as we head into uh, Alonzo and there's a bunch of different services that can be offered on Cardano, there's really more jobs for us. And is this a job for the SPOs? Um, you mean for us um, hosting like the whole uh, matchmakers? Yeah, yeah. The main idea is that it's a job for the community. So of course, the more matchmakers there are, the more decentralized it is. So we have like a really high interested uh, interest in getting as many different diverse matchmakers, um, yeah, into the system. Um, so there are already some people who have um, successfully reverse engineered our method and are functioning as matchmakers. But we are of course interested to increase that number and to involve the community more and more. Awesome. Awesome. So how is Moosley Swap, you know, different from other DEXs? You know, we've talked about it a little bit. You mentioned that, you know, they essentially submit their tokens into a smart contract and that allows, you know, someone with a matching order to take that out of there. So is there any other differences other than that? And because, you know, my, my understanding of DEXs, you know, before I found Moosley Swap was the classical AMM, you know, with liquidity pools and... So is that really the main difference there, the smart contracts? Um, you mean the main difference, um, the, whether there are liquidity pools or not? Yeah. Um, so, so, like on a on a really low level, there's not not that much of a difference there. So you can also see a liquidity pool um, as some sort of um, limit order book. So maybe just to start from begin uh, from the beginning. So our um, form of DEX is like. Um, inspired by um, probably the most popular or basic form of exchange um, you can have, which is the order book exchange. And the idea is just that, yeah, as I told before, um, you have a specific um, limit at which you're willing um, to buy something or sell something, and you place those orders, and then you can just scroll through the book and see all the orders. Mm -hmm. um, and in our decks, so many people are not used to it, um, uh, from from Ethereum, for example, but in our decks you can see all those orders. Um, but the um, AMM model is just um, you, you can also see it as um, placing limit orders. Um, but you have the liquidity pools, the external liquidity that um, yeah, people are providing. Um, so there's really not that much of a difference um, besides that. In our case, you can actually specify the limit at which you're willing to pay something. Yeah, so another thing that's typical for like liquidity pools is like the slippage. And uh, we don't have that because we like our protocol is like, we want to buy a uh, sell at this price or buy at this price and nothing besides it. So maybe your order will be matched to something like higher and lower if the matchmaker can make like a profit from it. Technically, a matchmaker could probably even like lose money and match your orders anyways um but that's not in the interest of the matchmaker so yeah i um <clears throat> i really like that 
you know, there are so many DEXs all coming and trying to do the same exact thing. And it's, you know, a Uniswap style, 50 to 50. And you guys just come and just do something completely different, you know, using smart contracts on Cardano. That's really cool. Um, so because of that, uh, there's going to be no farming in the future for users, right? There is, there is going to be farming, definitely. So basically, um, our milk tokenomics says that um, we have a specific amount of um, milk tokens and we will not like mint anymore, but um, you will be able to uh, stake your milk, for example, um, and then receive other tokens as rewards. And we are also planning on having um, automated uh, market makers like the like we're planning to do a hybrid um, type of DEX and uh, we're releasing a, a um, new contract very soon, which will allow us to do that. So we will have um, some form of farming in the future. Okay. So, so stating that, you know, my next question for you guys was, you know, do you think this order book model will scale? Uh, so do you think there's, you know, an advantage to having a hybrid model of both, you know, the order book i mean obviously so you see there an being an advantage there because that's what you guys are doing so what is that advantage you know of that hybrid model so the problem currently is like in a liquidity pool as the name says you have liquidity that is uh, your orders will be matched quite quickly and you will typically receive your um, tokens back quite quickly um that's not the case for us at the moment as there might not be um orders which match your order. Because of that, you can, can uh, depending on how you place your limit, have multiple days of wait time. If you stick to the recommendations we post, uh, put out, like right side uh, next to the buy and sell button, or you click on the direct uh, match button, you typically, typically don't have these issues. But the idea of the hybrid model is basically injecting liquidity into these, this order book style um, exchange. That is, we have like um, a separate entity that basically does matching and might also sometimes sell at prices which the market does not have um, in the expectation of making an overall profit. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, liquidity is, is probably like one of the main things um, that we're looking to get more into our decks. Um, yeah, as Pascal just said, so somebody might want to buy like a huge amount of tokens and there's not a direct matching order and then you'll have to wait. But very soon we'll switch to um, also allowing partial matching. So yeah, like a lot of small orders can then um, combined uh, fulfill your large order and that will bring a lot more liquidity to the market. Yeah, mm. that's something you can look out to with V2 of our smart contract. Okay. Yeah, so it's really just to provide a better user experience, you know, quicker to yeah. get, in, get in and out at certain prices. That makes sense. Um, what was your guys' experience, uh, you know, using Plutus? Uh, you know, as I said earlier, you know, you guys came for Binance Smart Chain. You didn't work on that. But Binance Smart Chain is actually Solidity. And, you know, Cardano writing smart contracts is Plutus. So how was your experience learning that and, and using it? Um, so it has been quite good, but... We are not the main part of the team like who was in charge of developing um, the smart contract. So we looked at um, the, um, the tutorials on YouTube and we tested it and had quite a good experience with it, especially because we had like a really strong Hasco foundation from university back then. 
but um, we are not uh, the part of the team who was like um, leading the development. Yeah, that's fair, and I appreciate your uh, your honesty there. I'm just um, I'm always curious, you know, because because Plutus is so new for a lot of developers. Um, I'm always curious to see the uh, the troubles or you know the good things that came from that. So you mentioned uh, smart contract V2. You know, other than that hybrid model, these liquidity pools that you guys are moving to, are there any other you know? Uh, good features for users in smart contract v2 for muesli swap so i talked before about like direct matches but what we are currently doing is not like a real direct match we are just placing a matching order and hoping that the matchmaker will come in and really direct match it so there is the possibility that your order has already been matched in the time you took to place your order um and another thing that will come with V2 is like direct matching so that you can be sure you, you get the order you selected and no other one. Um, and like as Samuel said before, partial matching so that we you can group together multiple size uh, orders into one or even have just part of an order filled. Okay. And also, so this is not like um, a crucial part of the smart contract V2, but uh, but an upcoming feature um, is our NFT marketplace. So that will be probably released um, somewhere in the next month. And that is just that um, we have seen that um, like uh, people really want that flexibility. And yeah, we we also want to to give users more flexibility. And um, yeah, being also able to to trade NFTs on Muesli Swap will yeah increase the flexibility and the user experience drastically. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are really, um, you know, you already have a working Dex, but, you know, moving towards an NFT marketplace. And I also saw a launch pad. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So are you guys really just trying to build a whole ecosystem of products for the Cardano blockchain? Yeah. So that's a great vision. Basically, we still have to see what works out and what not, but we have many ideas <laughs> like the NFC marketplace and the launch pad. So on another note for the NFC marketplace, we had this idea basically because our protocol already supports like NFCs. They are just tokens. So you could already trade NFTs uh, on our DEX, but yeah, I mean, there's only one. So in an optimal case, there's only one of each, right? So yeah, uh, of course. So the, uh, the launch pad, can you tell me a little bit more about that? What is a launch pad and what is your guys' plan going down that path? Yeah, so the idea is basically to give users the whole experience um, that are also able to um, create their own tokens on MuesliSwap. Um, but the launchpad is something that will be after the NFT marketplace. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, as we said, we, we, we're trying to build up like the whole ecosystem. And um, it would be really nice for users to also have the ability just in a few clicks, create their own tokens. And that's the launchpad for. But um, first, yeah, we will develop the NFT marketplace. Okay. What is the uh, the milk token? So that's basically our utility token. Um, and in the f currently, it has no real utility, um, but it's closely linked to the success of MuesliSwap. So if you think MuesliSwap will go up in the, the future, you should probably invest in it or think about it. And that's you know the usual stuff. That's no investing advice. Blah blah blah. Yeah, NFA, <laughs> no financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we are planning on actually adding utilities in the future. So soon we will add like fees 
and we were planning to have like fees uh, reduced for milk holders. So basically to yeah have a utility. Um, another thing, I don't know if you saw it, but we added like a My Assets page to the front end and where you can see basically all the prices and values of your um, wallet currently at market prices. But currently it's only supported for featured tokens. We are planning to also release it for all tokens. So uh, yeah, this... go ahead, sorry. There are there are many um, other plans we have for it, for example, um, such as voting rights for specific new yeah. features. So the idea of the milk token is um, just to involve the community more and um, have like this interaction for people who are holding milk and um, th that's the whole idea about it. And yeah, one aspect of that would also be um, voting rights for like a new feature when we have like a selection of different new features and then you can decide which one comes first. Okay, this uh, this notion of a <clears throat> sorry a feature token. What is a feature token? Oh, okay. So currently we have like the community page, so community markets and like the featured markets. So in the beginning we only had like featured markets. So every token we listed or was you could trade for our site. We as the team had a look at it and verified that I don't know that tokenomics work out and they don't seem fishy or stuff like that um or in case of husky or something like that i mean yeah that's obviously a show <laughs> and so, oh go ahead yeah. i thought you were done i apologize for that oh no 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 worries um yeah and all feature tokens are like listed by us so we basically have our stamp of approval on it um you can trade them you can be sure that's like the real token you trade them no scam token which uh, tries to uh, fake the token signature and everything like that. So uh, in the future, you know, uh, with the milk token, will people be able to vote in featured tokens? That is one idea that we have. So um, yeah, the idea is just you can trade any token on Cardano on our page. You can just put in the policy ID and the name currently. Um, so we have these two sections, one where we have actually looked up everything and then all other tokens and one... Um, one aspect of the milk token that we're planning is that users can um, vote for which one will get verified um, the next. Yeah. Okay. So are there any, you know, other things that you guys are planning on building? You know, uh, I looked at your roadmap and you guys have kind of already done everything that you said you're going to do. We've reached the end of the road, you know. So uh, what does the next year look like or this year, 2022, look like for Muesli Swap and everything else in the ecosystem? Anything, you know, upgrades? Uh, additions to the NFT marketplace launchpad? So we are currently looking into like scaling everything because I mean, the Cardano blockchain is like, uh, it's at the hard limit currently. Yes. So the Cardano blockchain will be scaled, but that's not part of our job. <laughs> and also we have got quite a few issues with like um, NAMI, for example, reporting mempool full. So we're working, we had like an idea how to fix that, like from our side like how to help with this congestion on the wallet side and also in general or our backend so we can give more API access to people. Like currently we have a small API documentation and but we try to make it more accessible to everyone basically by scaling up. And yeah, so many of the um, features further ahead also have to do with increasing liquidity. So um, yeah, we will also have that hybrid model, uh, hybrid uh, model, 
hybrid DEX model, um, and then also liquidity pools. Um, but then also for um, like the classical order book style, we have um, plans on involving the community by releasing, for example, guides on how you can be a market maker. So basically yeah. like an automated trading bot, um, which is providing liquidity or is just searching for opportunities. It just depends on how you want to configure it. So that's another thing. So many, many of these um, new features will also be um, ways in which we can involve the community to, to ex add, for example, more liquidity or have more uh, matchmakers. Yeah, so that's another thing. So we saw many of our community members like wrote their own tools already where they track the volume or something like that, uh, for which we didn't yet add official support. And it's really cool to see um, with what features they come up with, stuff like that. Yeah, that's always awesome to see the uh, the community yeah. show up and, you know, kind of build some of that utility out for you that they need for themselves. So um, this is a, a few of these questions were from the audience. Uh, and this is one that I actually got asked a few times on my tweet yesterday. Uh, they wanted to know if the, the whole team is public. Uh, and if not, you know, just just why, you know, people like to you know put a face to things. But I understand the necessity of an anonymity, you know. Uh, the U.S., for example, is, you know, trying to introduce laws that would make, you know, operating in the United States hard. So I could see that, you know, but I'm just curious. So, yeah, I think everybody is basically um, or has like no objection to to being um, in the public. So the idea is just in the beginning, um, like many people in crypto space are anonymous. And so were we in the beginning, but there was like no reason, like yeah no, no fixed reason for doing that and we realized that we can gain a lot more trust and interact better with the community yeah. by um, doing interviews and becoming public so that's why de we decided to step by step like go to the interviews and um yeah so but there's no i think no one who really doesn't want to be public um yeah and we'll also for example something that has been requested update the team page on muesli swap very soon where we then show um, yeah, images, photos of everybody. Appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely got that question a lot and it, it makes sense. Uh, the final question I have for you is, are your smart contracts audited or will they be? So we're currently in contact with uh, MLabs for auditing our V2 smart contract. And basically our V2 contract stands, um, but MLabs is checking if everything is right, if there are any like potential issues which need fixing stuff like that. You will probably hear from us first as soon as it's ready to go and auditing finished. Awesome. So yeah, for the for the current version also, it's been running like for quite a while right now. And we've also been testing it like even longer before that yeah. and have found no issues there. And then the cool thing is also that it's publicly available. So everybody can just anytime look at it and um, test it. And um, yeah, we had also some community members checking the smart contract and checking back and um, that was quite nice. Yeah, so but, but V1 thing, specifically hasn't been audited by MLabs, that's really V2 and that's another yeah. really additional upgrade that you guys are looking for in the move to V2. Yeah, so another okay. thing about our smart contract is that it's actually quite simple. So if you know a little bit of Haskell and look at the code, you will see that there's not that much happening actually. So, I mean, we do exactly what we explain we do, um, but you don't have to do any crazy stuff to get it working. It's like, it really plays out, out as you think it would. That's also why actually um, 
that's one thing why it should be secure and it is awesome well i really appreciate that you guys uh, answered all of my questions i've learned a lot about what you're working on is there anything in this podcast that you feel that we should go over before we head out of here for today i can't of uh, i can't think of any any additional like really important um topic um besides if you have any questions from the community left then we're of course happy to answer them or if you have um, any questions yourself yeah <laughs> yeah i think we've covered a lot honestly i've learned a lot from you guys and what you're building and i just want to say thank you so much for coming on thank, thank you, you too. yeah well for anyone watching if you made it till the end please comment moosely swap down below i would really appreciate it if you did enjoy the podcast make sure you comment uh, if you guys also have any questions, feel free to comment down below. Click the like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell. It does help me in the algorithm. Uh, thank you again for watching the Cardano Aura, and thank you guys again for coming on.